Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Dude, I don't have time now, to listen to you. Here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, oh my God, Craig dude. Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. We've made it to Friday, May 10th, 2019. Had a great week of radio so far. Thanks for tuning in this and every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 Pacific Time, 4 to 5 Eastern Time. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. Just a couple of seconds, my co-host, actor, and writer, Craig Hurley, will be joining us. This is your show to give us a call, talk about the news, politics, and pop culture, whatever's on your mind. Give us a call the next hour, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Let's step up onto the soapbox and get talking. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? Good. How you doing, man? Could you guys hear us in the in the open? Katie's trying to throw me information about I, I, about I the show. I'm sure that went out, and I'm like, dude, I don't have time to talk to you right now. So <laughs> and I just walked outside. <laughs> that went out over the airwaves. The yes, it did. <laughs> did I sound mean? I didn't mean to sound mean. I was just like, dude, I don't have time to listen right now. I got I'm on the show. You're, the, the open's already happening. There you go. <laughs> How's it going? You sound a little better today. You feeling better? You rested up a little bit? Catching um, up? Yeah. Yeah, no, I got a lot of rest. And actually, I had some Dairy Queen yesterday. And for some reason, it absolutely helped whatever was going on in my stomach and my esophagus. Because it's not like I have, it's not like I have, like, you know, acid reflux or anything like that. It, it's right. really strange. Like, I've never felt this before. So I've never hmm. felt like this feeling before. And then, and then, uh, I had the some magic Queen and Dairy and Queen dude, healed you. Whew, yeah, dude, it helped I me out a lot. Like and I know Dairy Queen what? isn't actually ice cream. It's, it's not actually ice cream. It's like shaved dairy. It's not ice. So, um, so that may have something to do with it. I may have like an ulcer or something. I don't know. My body Possible, will take care yeah. of itself. And it doesn't really matter you because go. you guys only have this asshole in your life for approximately another six seconds. So, you know, I, with all of my generation dying off by 53, um, I, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to be here very much longer. So it really doesn't matter what my <laughs> ailments are. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let, it all, so, let it all happen now. You're not going to be here to, <laughs> to worry about yeah, it anymore, gotta, right? Got to live Good. right this second. Yep. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> well, I am back in Northeast Ohio. Had a nice trip in Columbus last night. Of course, nice. being the man that I am, I didn't read anything, and I didn't. I never do, and I never kind of pay attention to stuff. So right. first off, I went to the wrong place. I almost, I, I just assumed that it was going to be at the Evolution Theater Company's theater, right? And I wasn't. I showed up there and almost got roped into <laughs> no seeing James and the Giant Peach. Huh? <laughs> okay, go ahead. 
No, I'm just interrupting so you like I always do. So you almost got roped into right. seeing well, James yeah. and the Giant Peach instead of hanging out with the with the cast exactly. members. Exactly. There's Evolution. lots of cars in the theater parking lot. I thought, okay, right. I'm at the right place here. We're going to the theater, and uh, they hand me a program in James the Giant Peach. And I'm here, wait a second. I think I'm at the right, wrong place. So then I decided to actually look at my ticket, and I realized that it was uh, across town about 10 minutes. Like, okay, great. So it was kind of cool, though. They end up having this thing at uh, the brand-new LGBT center in downtown Columbus, and they just built this center a while back. And so they kind of – it was an opening for this thing, and gorgeous center, and it was a fundraiser for the theater company. So they had a huge section of stuff they were selling to raise funds, and they had some great food catered. Then they had one of the big sections there is where they did the previews. And I had that all wrong, too, how I said we we're going to have four previews of the plays. Basically, we had two previews on video and two previews of two of the plays. So it's, cool. uh, so it wasn't all that. But it was still, we still had some previews for it and everything. And uh, it was a good time had by all, though. They probably had about 150 people turn out. And uh, it was a nice facility and a nice announcement to the plays they're having. And it, it was a good rollout. I was happy with it. So I uh, spent a little time in Columbus. I didn't feel, because of the rain, didn't feel like driving home. So I spent the night in Columbus and drove home this morning. But all's well now in northeast Ohio. Cool. So you're from Columbus. It's yes. about two and a half hours, three hour drive. It's not too bad. <laughs> I stayed oh, so last night, but I drove back this morning. Okay. Uh, no, I stayed last night, but I came back this morning. I left around oh. 9.30. I got in around 12 o'clock, 12.30 swarm. Going to bed this afternoon. Cool. Oh, good. Cool. I didn't miss much of the news. Nothing too much exciting going on in the news. That I, I didn't listen to no, the news the all last shit. night or all this morning. No, the, exactly. the shit always comes out after our after our, our show is over. Like, he'll come out with some bullshit tonight. So, you know, right. like within the next couple hours after we're done. Um, so we won't be able to talk about it till Monday. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, like, uh, the tariffs and then the, he made these comments about sleepy Joe, uh, sleepy, creepy Joe and, and, uh, crazy brain. Right. Um, so, and he's always making these comments after we're done. We don't get the opportunity to, to say anything. No. Um, he literally does it. billion dollars worth of tariffs added on. But I don't know. It affected the stock market when they opened. It was down 350 when I left this morning, and a couple of minutes ago it was up 150. So I don't know. And and they went away without making a deal. So I, don't, I guess they were worried about it for a second. Now they're not worried. I have no idea how it, the stock market is so weird. Who knows? But I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I've never been concerned with the stock market. Uh, everybody, I think it's better. Just go to Vegas for the weekend. And whatever money you were going to spend <laughs> on stocks, play the craps or, or play poker or, you know, play whatever game it is that you you think you're an expert at. And then um, if you lose, you had a great time. You had, you know, a wonderful weekend. If you – there you go. And you won a weekend. You didn't have to wait a year. There you go. And you didn't have to wait for, you know, uh, whether or not you could sell it or buy it or whatever the hell they were doing there. You happened right there. So – that's how I look. Well, I mean, like I said, I have to market. I have to give credit where credit's due, and we're having a good economy right now, even though it's a lot to do with everything that Obama got in place. But I have 
my Franklin funds I told you about a while back right. that I have invested. And they have right. done great this year. Last year, I thought they sucked wind. But I this year, from January 1st to – I just got my statement for the end of uh, April to May 1st. From January 1st to May 1st, my uh, Franklin funds went up $17,000. Was, wow, dude. Yeah. That's a lot. Why can you take any of that money out? No, 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 no. Is that right? <laughs> right. See, you don't have, you don't have access to that seventeen grand. That's what I'm saying. If you're at the crap table right now with that same money, you'd have access to that seventeen grand right now. So exactly. you know, I, yeah, it, it's a little tough for me. Although I have a friend who um, actually ended up ghosting me. I don't I don't have a clue where he's been or what he's been doing, but he got into marijuana stocks. So I I imagine and all of those freaking skyrocketed. Um, and I was say, it's probably Bitcoin. some rich living in an island right now. Hey, yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, right that's why it goes to me. He's got like fifteen, twenty million dollars, and he's like, "I'm out, dude. You're a freaking nutbag." He bag. turned off the so, computer, yeah. took his took his money, and went to live on an island somewhere. <laughs> he's like, "I hate life. I'm getting out of here. You suck, <laughs> all of you." Exactly. Yeah, 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 that's what I think actually happened to him. <laughs> no, I mean, I like I said, I when I took off work and I quit work four years ago now to take care of uh, dad. Now I'm taking care of mom. I kind of stopped all my uh, social security from building up. So I have, I'm not getting much shit in social security, even if it's around when I retire age. So I got to keep yeah, my well, money in my stock. I can't take it out and spend it. Won't it won't right be. Now. Social security is gone. Gotta, it won't be. It won't exactly. be. Around. You know, That's why I got to keep it in my Franklin funds and hope that it keeps growing. Let's see what happens. I can't afford to spend it on the crap table. But I would if I could. <laughs> so yeah, tariffs. Um, I, I've been uh, talking to a lot of my uh, friends lately. I don't know if I talked about this on the air yesterday. Um, friends lately have been talking about Hitler and all the things he did in order to come into power. And because he was never elected as uh, as president, because they had a democracy in Germany in 1940. So um, he was never elected as president. He was took over as chancellor at one point. Uh, uh, I, I think it's interesting, just the has been talking about this too, that the comparison in how a dictator actually takes over a, a country. And, and that, you know, number 45, a number of those things, like first blame immigrants, for problems when really they're immigrants, not a right. Hope oh, you're fading out. You might have gone too far outside your comfort zone there. You've disappeared. Walk back to where you were, stand on one foot, hop up and down because you've lost your signal. I see that you're still on, but you've lost your signal. There he goes. He'll be back in a second. So, yeah, we are – give us a call, 347-989-0126. Tell us what's on your mind. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about tariffs. We're going to talk about Rudy Giuliani. We got some information out on the Pope, all sorts of things out there. So give us a call back, 347-989-0126. Tell us what's on your mind. Okay, so you you popped off right around Hitler, oh, dude, how Hitler got the power. It. Dude, I so love it. The second I talk about, uh, you know, the comparisons between 45 and Hitler, I get cut off. Yeah, what, you guys don't think I know? I'm on to you. I'm on to you, dude. Just keep cutting me off. I'll just keep calling back. 
<laughs> I think it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, where was I? <laughs> uh, you were just talking about how dictators don't get elected and everything, and how put uh, uh, Yeah, this guy got over. elected. I, we started talking about it yesterday, um, but it was about the things that that they do in order to get um, some of the populace on their sides and um, things like blaming immigrants <clears throat> when really immigrants are, are absolutely built this country, the United States. Um, they built it. They didn't pay for it, but they built it. Um, and, and you know, without them, we don't have anything. We really don't. I mean, you know, seriously, those jobs that, that you say that they're stealing, um, what, what, dude, you're not doing those jobs. I'm not doing those jobs. I'm not saying you're doing out there. They're taking our jobs. Um, you know, nobody's doing those jobs. The people that are doing those jobs are the only people that, that that are willing to do those jobs, and it certainly isn't white people. So, you know, I'm, I'm at that, and, and I just think it's really interesting that, that it's like, how did someone like Hitler kill six million Jews, and how did somebody like Hitler also kill Catholics and also kill immigrants and also kill? Um, uh, uh, people of color, and I mean, how did this happen? How did you know a section of the populace think that it was okay? There was even a night, and I can't even, I, I, I can't remember what the what the night was called. Night of fire, where local fire departments in Germany went around setting fires to the Jewish um, establishments. Uh, and other religious establishments where they had businesses and they were all set on fire. And then they would put out the fires of the Germans that had businesses that were right next door. They would make sure the buildings didn't burn. So, you know, stuff like that is, is how he gains control or how a dictator gains control. And, and people just believe this bullshit. And it's just like, I, I'm, I, I'm I, you know, to me, it's baffling. I, I'm like, you got, you're supposed to love your brother. You're supposed to love your sister. You know, you're not supposed to turn and and burn them out of their out of their homes, <laughs> out of their businesses. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm just been having these conversations with um, actually different people, um, but uh, people around me, and these the conversations just seem to pop up. People are really interested in what happens because they seem to, to be seeing a mirror. You know, they see, they see something that, oh, wait a minute, I'm becoming very, very aware of, you know, this thing happening in our country. And this is a democracy. This is, this is all based on, you know, we the people. It's not based on, um, you know, a dictator saying that this is my way and my way is it. That's not the way this goes here. And that's why we've had, you know, many internal fights, internal wars even. So, I don't know. I, I just don't I, I wanted to talk about well, that. Well, just a lot of parallels. There? Yeah. A lot of parallels because we're, we're, yeah. the, the, we're having all these hate crimes rising again and white nationalists. and Hate crimes, hate crimes are, are terrorism in the United States. 
that is exactly. domestic terrorism. Hate crimes are terrorism. Uh, you can't exactly. you can't deny that you, you know it's, it, that it, that is our terrorism that that has been our terrorism for over 200 years. Any hate crimes are are all based in in terrorizing the individual or the race. So that is our terrorism, and we really need to stop doing that. And, and there's a lot of people out there, dude, like the synagogue in uh, in. Uh, California that got lit up uh, a couple of uh, like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Um, yeah, and they had a number of parishioners jump that dude, and I, I mean, dude, there was like twenty people that just jumped on him, and that's the reaction that we all must have when something right. when a hate crime is happening. That is the reaction. Because that's, well, that's kind of talking right now, though. There, there was an article on that today in the paper that kind of. Uh, correspond to that where we're having our students become martyrs because we had these last yeah, school shootings. The, that's what the, happened with these kids. Kid we had died the, in the in the STEM the shooting. The eighteen-year-old uh, in the high school in Colorado, and the twenty-one-year-old at uh, University of Charlotte. Yeah, uh, these two attempted to stop and dude, you got to get in a better place. Your phone keeps cutting out all day. Um, Your phone's been cutting out for the last 10 minutes. You need to find a better location. Okay. Wherever you're at right uh, now is not good. I'm telling you, dude, I, I'm talking about Hitler and I'm talking about comparisons, and, yeah, they're just messing with my signal. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Wherever you're at now is better when you were a second ago. You're much okay, clearer well, wherever you're at Because I, I just got to stay in one place, man. It freaking sucks. <laughs> I, like to, I like to roam when I'm talking. Unless I'm in front of the mic. Uh, obviously, we don't have a great digital footprint there where you're at right now. So. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of we're so kinda, much uh, antenna. We're, we're kind of up in the mountains here, so I don't know what's going on. Because um, Katie and I are are traveling again, so um, we've got a friend's birthday. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's exactly. I just read the article today about um, these kids are having to become martyrs. We have the 18-year-old high school student in Colorado and the 21-year-old college student in University of North Carolina that uh, basically pounced on these guys that were shooting up and lost their lives because of it, but saved a lot of other people in the meantime. Yeah, it's uh, uh, that shouldn't be something that any of our students need to do. Um, our, our, yeah. our students should be going to school to become educated in whatever field they decide they are interested in. That's what our, that's what our students should be doing. They shouldn't have to uh, jump a gunman because the gunman is coming into the school and lighting it up. Uh, that is not something that should be a qualification to be a student. Um, although, it's always been happening. I, I remember being in high school in Chicago, and I actually went to a performing arts high school. So you think, you know, we're, we don't, you know, we don't necessarily have to deal with, like, there wasn't much bullying going on, except for, like, some of the teachers are bullies. Um, but, uh, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but there, you know, there wasn't much student to student, um, like, we're not we're not harassing each other. We're not going after each other. We're not threatening to kill each other. We're right. not, 
Yeah, we didn't really have to worry about any of that. What we did have to worry about is outside influences because the school that I went to was right in the middle of two gangs' territories. And, mm. and so we would have to, as students, walk through that, you know, and then go to lunch in those areas. And we would just have to deal with everyday violence and, and random because we're not a part of it. Right. Um, so, you know, that's well, we'll uh, like one of my here. I'm 40 minutes from Kent State University. We know what happened there. Oh, well, so. dude. And yeah, on an annual basis, you guys are reminded. Right. For a long time now. Just talk about Kent State if you're that close. Just talk about it, dude. That's when the National Guard went in and you know, under Nixon's um, administration and under Nixon's uh, – he told them to go in. So uh, – you know, it, it would. It, you should talk about that, dude. You're right there. Yeah, well, like I said, it's it's been. Uh, they celebrate almost every year. Cel- celebrate such a bad word. They don't celebrate. celebrate wow. It. They yeah. they memorialize it every year. Right. Kent State um, main campus is about 45 minutes from me, and there's a Kent State Trumbull campus around 25 minutes from me. But of course, yeah, this is uh, the National Guard sent in, and students. Uh, Students lost. I think it was 42 lives. I'm trying to remember exactly. I should know. It's been. It just happened a couple months ago here. Um, remember here. Look it up. There were. There were I, I, I thought it were. Were there 42? I, I know there were a whole bunch of injuries. Um, I don't know exactly how many deaths uh, at Kent State. Yeah, it was but May 4th. Uh, they just talked about it like last week. Is why I was like, I knew it's like I yeah. just talked about this last week here. But, uh, yeah, un- they were unarmed college students, um, and between them, the Ohio and they weren't National even Guard, protesting. Like they were Some of them weren't even well, protesting. Well, ones that got killed weren't even protesting. They right. weren't a part of the protest. They were just the there to witness Cambodia. It was for the U.S. being in Cambodia. That's what it originally was about. Right. There was the protesting there of the military forces in there. Um, 28 guardsmen fired approximately 67 rounds in 13 seconds. So it's not like AK-47s are new. Um, but, yeah, this is right. military-style weapons. National Guard, uh, 67 rounds in 13 seconds, killing four students, wounding nine others. Right. Um, so it wasn't the number of people. It was just that it was our freaking own National Guard against our own students of, right. a, of a campus. That was the biggest big deal of it. We were, we were yep. being killed by our own National Guard. While protesting a war that shouldn't have been in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which it is our right um, to protest. But yeah, like I said, it just it happened on May 4th. We just talk, had it uh, happen last week here because I remember it was in the paper. It's in the paper every year. And uh, it's just it, it, it's a reminder that school shootings unfortunately aren't new but it's as you said now it's just the different people doing it. it's actual students on students as opposed to right uh as opposed to military forth. coming in and lighting them up yeah. right yep. or a wackadoodle or someone that's opposing <coughs> i don't know just a different different setting now but yeah it's a, it's um crazy times i mean speaking of crazy times one of my biggest funniest things listening to the radio on the way back Oh, I gotta tell you too, dude. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a music person. Never been a music right. person. I love talk radio. Um, right. I'm listen, listening to talk radio, and I was shocked and appalled at myself that I actually really enjoyed 
uh, the Glenn Beck show on AM radio today. <laughs> I thought it was, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. I mean, I don't agree with his views at all, but he was funny. Yeah, so it, it wasn't all politics, and uh, I was pretty impressed because I remember when he was on Fox Network for a while ago, all the little sound bites I saw, I thought the guy was a moron. But listening to him right. and this other guy this morning talk, they were pretty funny. They had great um, insight. They they tried the Impossible Burger today on the show, and uh, they they picked the wrong one. No, they're listening to us, aren't they? They're listening to us, knowing that that, yeah, no, that we actually you know have some funny and and uh, uh, poignant moments instead of um, just a bunch of rhetoric and you know and just a bunch of bullshit, which is normally what he spews. So where we don't, right. so, so yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. To, I, I was, I was shocked and appalled that I liked Glenn Beck. It's the first time I've heard his show <laughs> ever. And like I said, I was driving in the car and AM radio was on time. But anyway, while I was listening to AM radio, the news that came on, which just, I was dying of laughing in the car. And I had to read up on it a little bit when I got back. I just read a little bit on it. But Rudy Giuliani um, talking about yeah. how, how exonerated they are in meddling in the Russian election no, is now not. going to Ukraine to right. ask them to muddle in Joe Biden's son and to investigate Joe Biden's son to help right. the president in the next election. Oh, so like, you're a asking second. a foreign – wait, 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 Giuliani, <laughs> hello. Aren't you an attorney? Um, but you're asking a foreign entity to interfere with our election, and our election is a year and a half off, right? Is that what he's doing? Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. That's illegal. That's uh, treason. This is his quote. This is his quote. You got to love the quote. We're not meddling in an election. We're meddling in an investigation, which we have the right to do. There's nothing illegal about it. Somebody could say it's improper, and this isn't foreign policy. I'm asking them to do an investigation that they're doing already, and the other people are telling them to stop. And I'm giving them reasons why they should stop. Because it might be very, very helpful to my client and may, and may turn out to be helpful to my government. Oh, I mean, wow. They're doing this out in the open, dude. They've gotten away with so much, wow. and now they don't even care. Well, no, that's, that's actually that's the way dictators do it. That is the way dictators do it. Uh, you know, Hitler did the same thing. He would, on a daily basis, it's the same thing as Twitter. He would get on the radio. And he would give announcements of the different things and the different people and the different, you know, attacks that they're making and the different investigations and all of that. It's the same thing. They're doing the same shit. And it's very confusing for, you know, the dumbasses out there. It's extremely confusing. They're distracted as hell. So exactly. please educate yourself. Uh, you know, I, your I, mean, I heard that and, and I just could not believe it. They said yeah. his quote verbatim on the radio, and I was dying in the car. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they blatantly. Like, I'm asking them to do an investigation it. where it might be very, very helpful to my client, the president, the and Ukraine. may turn out to be helpful to my government. The, the <laughs> Who cares Ukraine. about that part as long as it helps my uh, Why isn't he asking the FBI or the uh, CIA? Because Why isn't he asking our right? governments? Our government's corrupt. That's okay. what we've been pushing for two years. We have a, all we have is corrupt FBI and CIA and all that. So because he's an idiot. Wow. Anyway, Giuliani would yeah. make a great character in Daylight Sucks. I gotta write him in. 
That guy would make a great vampire. He he is a vampire. That's for damn sure. That's just too crazy. He would make a great vampire. And he's been around for a while. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here, my friend. We're 28 minutes in already. And uh, just just to be obnoxious, I'm going to play a little country. Play a little okay. Matt Van Fossen. Uh, Matt Van Fossen, time ain't what it used to be. Yeehaw! Right. right here on Standing on My Soapbox. Guys, we'll be back in four minutes. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. It's Friday. What's on your mind? God, I hate these long introductions. Come on! Remember when Christmas took forever to come And you couldn't watch TV until your homework was done
All righty, guys. We are back. That was Matt Van Fossen. Time ain't what it used to be. We're listening to Standing on My Soapbox with Craig and Scott. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. You have about 25 minutes left to give us a call this week. We're interested in hearing what you have to say. How was your week? What's going on? So did um, Gregory, Mother's Day. talk about next? Yeah, Mother's Day, Day is Sunday. Yeah. After listening to AM radio all day, I feel like I should say, please call 1-800-Flowers. Please call 1-800-Flowers or 1-800-Sherry's-Berries, 1-800-Berries.com. That's all I heard every five seconds on the radio. <laughs> Everyone's got the sponsor but us. Sherry Berries, yeah. flowers.com, 1-800-Flowers.com. Go there. Today's the last day. I don't know what I'm going to do for mom for Mother's Day. We, she doesn't like to go out anymore. It's too crowded in the restaurants. So I don't know what I'm going to do for Mama Linda. I'll just Every cook a breakfast. And wishing, wishing me a happy Mother's Day because I'm one hell of a mother. So, um <laughs> Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two. No red roses. You get black roses for you. That's for sure. It's fine with me, but I could use a happy Mother's Day, Craig. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I'll probably go out and get Mama Linda some yellow roses. Yellow roses are her favorite, so do some yellow flowers of some kind. Um, Done happy roses. Whatever yellow flowers she likes. Yellow flowers in general. So do that, and then I don't know what we'll do for the day. Sometimes she likes to go to the casino. I'm going to take her to the casino for a couple hours. That's her little happy place. We'll see what happens. Nice. But happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We appreciate you listening. Or sons, call your moms. This, don't forget about them this Sunday. Let them know what's up. 1-800-Flowers. Barry's that I don't, I, don't, I don't want to keep pushing that. We don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> go to Guitar Center. Go to Guitar Center and pick up something for your mom. There don't, you go. Flowers. Mom needs a good break. bass player. Mom, mom needs a bass. Mom needs a bass. bass. Go get her a bass. <laughs> go get her a drum kit. How old's your mom? 82? Go get her a drum kit, dude. See what the there hell. There you go. You don't know. You know, they've got all sorts of stuff at Guitar Center, though, dude. I mean, keyboards, I'm sure they'd love it, especially if they live with you. If your mom is living with you and helping you take care of your kids, that would be her best revenge where you now get her a drum kit to keep your kids yep. up at night. She would probably love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's a lot of people that are doing that. We we know a lot of people that that have their um, their kids staying at their houses with their kids. It just happened with my sister. Um, Nobody until, can afford childcare you know, anymore, dude. Childcare yeah, is well, freaking rough. And it's also trying and to keep the family units, you know, as close that's as true. possible. So there's that's there's true. all of that. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, no, it, yeah, it's tough, dude. It, it is so tough to to uh, childcare is expensive as hell, man. I mean, you got to have like three jobs in order to be able to pay for childcare. So what's the point? Really, Might yeah, as well raise really your own do. kid and not have a job. I think last time I read something on it, you had to make at least sixteen dollars an hour in order to pay for your childcare if you wanted to make any money after taxes. Otherwise, wow. you were just pay. You were just making money to pay for the sitter for the week. To pay for child. So if you don't make at least sixteen bucks an hour, you shouldn't you shouldn't have a job. So they're telling you you're almost incentivized 
not to work because you're going to lose money if you don't make $16 an hour because after taxes, that's how much child care is going to cost you for the week or whatever. That's why I'm on that that standard. Yeah. It starts at $15, you know, so that you can actually do something, you know, even if it's just paying for your child care. You can actually do something. So, and then it goes up. It goes up from there, you know, and and when it goes up, then that's when you can actually start living some type of quality of life. Exactly. It should start higher. It should start higher, but you know, he, he tried. Well, that's the big thing too with them saying that the cost of living is, or the uh, that wages are going up across the country. I mean, he's touting this great unemployment rate, which is good, but he's saying that wages are going up with has nothing to do with anything he's done. It has to do with a lot of states bringing $15 an hour as a mandatory minimum, which Democrats have been touting forever. That's why the rates are going up across the way because minimum wage is going up. People in Correct. regular day-to-day jobs making twenty-five to 28000 a year are still making twenty-five to 28000 a year. It's the, uh, it's the high school kids are, that are making more, the Walmart people that are making more. Um, which is because of Democrat policies, which have caused these people to raise wages, and good on Walmart yeah, for which bringing it up to years ago. an hour. Exactly. Which happened years ago. It has nothing to do with him. And also, when it comes to negotiating a contract on an individual basis, shit, we do it all the time. Katie and I are constantly negotiating contracts. Anytime we work, right. we're negotiating our contract, regardless sure. of whether or not we have an agent. I look at every single stipulation of every single contract that runs across my hands. And I don't, and if I don't like something, I make sure they know it. So, you know, you have to go in there and you negotiate what you're getting paid. And, and that's the same with every job. Go in and know what your, what your services are, know what, how good you are at whatever it is you do, and negotiate what you need. That's how this right. works. So that's what, you know, that's what negotiating is about. And, and contracts no, are, are simply be, yeah. that. It's, it's something that's very malleable. You, know, you, you go back and forth and back and forth, and, and in negotiation, no one is really absolutely happy, and that's the way it should be. Um, both sides need to take a hit in order to um, actually have something finalized where they can both agree to continue and do the project, do whatever project it is, whatever you're working on. So, you know, and, and there's got to be a number at some point where you're happy, where you're at least satisfied. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Or at least yeah, negotiate now I'm making the, non-nego- the, the non-cash yeah. things, at least negotiate time off perks. or sick leave or things like that, or you need to yeah, you negotiate perks. every no, part of it. No. Exactly. For me, you know, it's, it's dressing rooms and, and uh, a certain type of food and, like and yeah. per diems. And yeah, you know, for actors, it, it's that. Um, but for other people, yeah, negotiate your sick leave, you know, <laughs> negotiate your overtime, negotiate all that shit. So, and then, then you make more money. Yep. I mean, you got, you got to look out for yourself anymore. And I think businesses really do respect people to come in with a list of what they're expecting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you might not, like you said, you're not always going to get it, but they're going to um, definitely respect you more and they will listen to you. You might not always get it, but they will listen to you and they will realize 
when it's time for you to actually get that, you know, when something comes across where they can offer it to you, they know what's going to incentivize you. Corporate culture. Yeah, um, they know. They know what will keep you smart. at that at that business. You know, because right. you've already told them this is what will keep me here. Otherwise, I may leave and go someplace else. There's exactly. a whole bunch of corporations out there. Right now, there is. There's a whole bunch of corporations, right. so you can work anywhere. Well, if everyone came together, they can do things like we just talked about. Have a child daycare in your office. Have pay someone a ten dollars an hour. Um, which would be 15 people's employees at 75 cents an hour to pay for some new child care for everybody for the day. I mean, there's lots Somebody, of ways some company. I don't know if it was NBC. I, wow. It may have been Disney. Um, it may have been Disney that, wait, hold on one second. I need numbers. Yes, they do. Anyway, <laughs> Katie's handing me information that she wants me to read and and I'm like um I I need some numbers on this because I can't just read (laughs) (laughs) I can't just read what the things are uh but need numbers and she's like they don't have them I'm like yes they do right there so um anyway um that's what's happening over here that's that's what you can't see too bad we don't have cameras because then you could see her hopping in and and hopping out Uh, exactly uh, yeah it may be interesting to do that studio that you, you know, want to work with the people that are in Warren in Warren, Ohio. Right. What was the name of that studio? It may be uh-huh. really interesting to do it. You know, I'm not going to be able to be yeah, in the studio, but I'll be, able to, yeah, I'll be able to set something up. I'll be able to set something up where and I'm, I on, think we should I'm do on Skype or something. Too is we can do the, they have the uh, Instagram um, video now, Instagram TV, where you can invite someone in and talk to people on that. And that way you hear nice. the audio on that, too. Maybe we could Instagram each other one day. That'd be kind of fun, Okay, actually. I might be able to try that. We yeah, we could try yeah. that. Instagram's kind of changing. Oh. It's, it's interesting. I, I wish they would yeah. allow us to share posts. I, I still, I, you know, I, I know you can copy shit and then you can repost with a repost app, but come on, dude. Everybody, every everything else is, you know, a retweet or a share or, you know, all every single medium has that except for Instagram. Or am I missing something? They're, test, they're testing getting rid of the likes on Instagram in Canada right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of all these social media influencers, Instagram's losing their influence. And so they're taking away likes, mm-hmm. so they're taking away influencers. I think it's kind of funny. Kind of bite the hand that feeds them a little bit. It's very interesting. Yeah, why would you want to do that? I, I That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. You have an influencer uh, that are bringing people to your platform and selling things yeah. for you, but you want yeah. to and then prevent gonna, them from doing it because you feel like they're getting more popular than your platform. I don't understand. Well, that's, that's dumb. dumb. It is. Dumb. Oh, let's see. God, we only have about 15 minutes. I got one news story and two pop culture stories I wanted to get to today. Um, News story, a little controversy in the Catholic Church. The Pope laid out today new outlines to help stem sex abuse in the church. Um, It's described as groundbreaking and sweeping by the church, but a lot of people are saying, "Uh, no, it's not. Um, what they're doing is they're trying to uh, tell the clergy that they have to um, report any sign of abuse to their 
leader or elder, but it's still staying within the church and not bringing any outside law enforcement to it or anything. And so a lot of these people that have been abused by priests and stuff saying it's not enough. Um, they don't want that complicity that they refuse it. It's like you, you've been policing yourself forever and all you do is move people around. So now you want to officially make people um, report to each other. What's going to change on it? So I think that's kind of interesting that they're actually addressing it by kind of doing the same thing. Well, you know, finally they have, no, they have an HR. They have some some place where you can go and make a complaint, but that doesn't mean anything will ever happen. Right. Exactly. Uh, I like that word. uh, I've said it before. (laughs) Yeah. They have, I got sexually abused. Now I can go by a priest, and now I can go and tell another priest. That's all it is. Um, exactly. And that doesn't that doesn't work. Um, yeah, I, I have said this in the past. It's a collective disorder. And there's a problem. Come on, you got a thousand priests that are currently looking at charges of of sexual abuse to little boys. I don't know. Dude, what is your deal? You're going to continue to protect these people because of God? Uh, no, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I just can't do it. Um, no. We we still, you know, don't. Nobody knows if Allah exists. Nobody knows if God exists. We only know that Zeus doesn't exist because some human climbed to the top of Mount Olympus and said, "Guess what? There's no gods up here." So you right. know that whole thing is done. Um, you know that it just keeps shifting and shifting, and I get that people need something to believe in, you know, because their lives freaking suck. So I, you know, I get it. They need something. I mean, there's people out there that have that have gone through tragedy after tragedy, and they absolutely need something to hold on to just to maintain life. But come on, how about yourself? Yeah, but there's other things they can sacrifice. They don't need to sacrifice their purity. They they let them have yeah. if they're gay, let them have sex with regular men. If they're um, they want to marry someone, let them marry someone. Yeah, that whole. I mean, why does sexual thing. purity have nuts. to be about your religion? I think that's ridiculous anymore. Let other types of purity be about be an honest person, give charity, do something. There can be a lot of ways you can be a pious and pure person yeah, help to help promote community. your religion. I don't understand why why chastity does it. How does chastity make you more holy? I just don't understand that. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's a question in Christianity or in Catholicism that should be that should be, you know, absolutely looked at um, and and gone over again because we're looking at two thousand year old policy. So, um, you know, you know, you want to, you want to fix that. It's not even 2000 years old. It's like 1500 years old. So, um, cause the shit wasn't written the exact time that Christ was around or any of the other people that were in the book. Um, so either old Testament or new Testament, I, right. I just don't get it, man. I, I can't, you know, I, so many people, so many atrocities and, and when just believe in yourself and believe in your life believe in the human that you are and and be good to other people it's pretty easy it's not like it's you know a challenge to to open a door for somebody it's not like it's a challenge to walk up to somebody and say wow you know you look really nice today you know and stuff like that it's not like it's a challenge 
easy. Yeah, there's lots of stuff you can do to prove you're good to the world. I mean, it doesn't have to be sexually driven. It can be, like I said, it's give not to a charity. Show by your it's good not work. a challenge it's to not. go over and pick up some plastic that some other idiot threw down on the ground. It's not right. a challenge to do that. You know, you're walking by it anyway. <laughs> pick it up. Agreed. Clean it up. Treat this place with respect. Uh, Treat your life with respect. Going to pop culture a bit. Um, two stories. One's just fun for me, and one is good in general. But uh, there was a little uproar earlier in the week in Rhode Island. Um, the Warwick Public School District announced that any students that had unpaid balances on their lunch accounts would only receive a sunflower seed butter and jelly sandwich until their balance was paid. That's Holy all the school shit. would give them. Is that crazy wow, is this or a public what? School? This is a public school, Warwick, Warwick, Rhode Island public school. Wow. Said that any student, because I guess there's a lot of it. There's 77,000 in debt, which tells me there's a lot of poor people that don't have enough money yeah. for school lunch. They don't have in, enough money for lunch. Warwick, Rhode Island. But anyway, so they announced I, they were going to do sunflower seed butter and jelly sandwiches until the balances were paid. That's the stupidity part of it. But the good part of it is uh, the Chobani yogurt founder and CEO, Hamdi Ulukaya, and I'm sorry if I pronounce your name bad, Mr. Ulukaya, but Chobani uh, oh, yogurt, which I love, I love Chobani yogurt. Um, they're, they're, um, they have this protein stuff that's really good for my diet. John um, Oliver. Anyway. John Oliver. John Oliver's been going off on Chobani yogurt for at least the entire time he's been on the air. Um, Good or they, bad? They, they've had a problem in the past, um, but he's they, the owner uh, CEO seems to be rectifying those problems. Um, and well, like he rectified saying, right here now, because what he did is yeah. he paid off the entire seventy-seven thousand of school nice. lunch debt. Nice. So, That's what uh, I was just going to say. Isn't there a billionaire out there that can do this? They can take right. care of this just with a pocket change that he has, just with one credit yep. card. <laughs> and then he's donating uh, yogurt, of course, to the, oh, to the community of Warwick as well. Excellent. But, um, Excellent. Yeah, but I'm glad someone stepped up. Like you said, who couldn't pay off someone 77? Yeah, we did $200 million to Notre Dame. When they only when they couldn't raise sixty million, and we can't pay seventy seven thousand dollars to wipe out four kids' student lunch debt. Um, oh but man! Thank you, thank you to Chobani yeah, yogurt. Hamdi yeah, Ulukaya. I don't know how to say it, but Hamdi Ulukaya is how it's spelled. So big way to go, guy. That that made me feel good today. I was happy to see that little story. But um, Warwick yeah, Island's got to be. That might be a little trouble if they're having that big of a debt for student lunches. I mean, they got to have a lot of poor people there, or something's going on funny there. They have to look. There's a deeper problem involved in the kids not being able to pay for their lunch. They got to find out why that is. Okay, but let's get good that on, uh, Good old hand. Secretary, you know, oh, horrible. That's right. She can't. Okay. Then is show business news. The last thing I have is. Um, I was always a Renee Zellweger fan until she changed her nose and everything. I thought she was a good actress and was kind of fun to follow along. But I get and she's been disappeared from the public view. She had that little nose job and got a lot of bad press and everything for a while. She is coming back. She is uh, 
going to be uh, Judy Garland in a new biopic, uh, biopic nice. called Judy coming up. Um, it's uh, going to be Chronicle Judy Garland's uh, run from her five-week five run at Talk of the Town and looking back over a 30-year career. Um, she sings. Uh, it opens up with her singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I guess she looked dead on. I saw the picture. Google up Renee Zellweger, Judy Garland, and she, and she freaking Judy. looks like Judy Garland. Wow. You know, I'm not I'm not a real big Judy Garland fan. I've I've come to understand her more and know her more via Katie, um, my fiance, and um, Katie's a huge Judy Garland fan. So I'm sure she would want to talk about this, but I don't know where she's at. Um, there you so, go. If you have uh, any of your, uh, if you have any uh, memorabilia for um, oh, Wizard of Oz, now's the so time. It's going to get popular again. Dude, it's gonna get popular again. I mean, just, uh, just so much Judy Garland stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Andreaki, the guy that we um, uh, purchased his estate bill, um, uh, he had tremendous admiration for Judy. Miss Garland. So, um, well, that's why I wanted to share this with you because I know you have a lot of Judy stuff, and this is going to be real yeah. popular again yeah. very soon. So, yeah. be on the lookout for Renee Zellweger. Uh, it it helped a little bit. The, the Star Is Born stuff helped a little bit to sell some of the uh, Barbara Streisand stuff, right? Um, you know, but you know, it, it's just a little. It's not like it's a. It's not like it. You know, we sold out everything that we had. So. Um, yeah. Still have. I, okay, I don't still know Judy. Have. Judy was before my time, and I, like I said, I wasn't super enamored with her work. And Wizard of Oz was okay, but my I have a good friend who's very good friends with Lorna Luft, one of her daughters, and Eliza, Eliza's sister, Lorna, and right. uh, she's a fantastic human being. Lorna Luft, I'm just like in love with her. I kind of um, found out a little bit about and got to meet once, and she's very cool. I like Lorna Luft a lot. You get to meet her. Yes, I did. Okay, tell me about that. Well, like I said, one of my friends is a good friend of hers, and uh, she he puts on two um, fundraisers every year for the um, oh, what is it? The Actors Guild? Is there something called the Actors Guild? What is it? Um, the Actors Fund? Is there an Actors Fund? Oh, the Actors Fund. Yeah. Okay. He puts on two Christmas shows a year, one in New York and one in L- one in L.A. for the Actors Fund. And he gets a lot of, in New York. He gets a lot of his Broadway friends to do it, and in L.A. he gets a lot of his um, movie and TV friends to do it. And one, they do some singing and dancing stuff. And one of the things they do is they read. He gets a celebrity to read Night Before Christmas, and he had Lorna Luff do it in L.A. Um, a couple years back and I got to go to that benefit and got to meet her backstage and everything. And she was everything you wanted her to be. Um, she's recently gone through a cancer bout and come out on the other side. And uh, she is just everything you would hope she would be. If you happen to like Lorna Luff, which I do. I mean, I fell in love with her with uh, Grease 2. Uh, everyone hated Grease 2. I thought it was camp and I loved every second about it. But that's where I first met Lorna Luff, or not met, but knew of her when she was in that movie. And uh, so, yeah, I was excited to meet her and she was everything I wanted her to be. So that was very cool. Okay. I feel very out of place 
in this conversation. Let me hold on a second. How many minutes do we have? Four. We have four. Okay, yeah, we have well, nothing after. Never mind. We can go over a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, hold on. I'm hearing I'm hearing the reverb of this conversation right now actually. How you doing, Scott? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I one hundred percent agree with you. I'm doing I'm doing very well. I'm working on uh, several projects here. Um and I'm nice. I'm doing good. Uh one of which is not getting the numbers that Craig wanted me to get. I don't know what he's talking about and he's going to have to do his own research on that. I'm not sure. I, I brought him down a list. It took me time. It took me energy. It took me commitment. And he <laughs> shoved the list right back in my well manicured little hand. So fine, whatever. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that uh, "Breathe Two was one of my was my all time one of my all time favorite songs that I would dance around and imitate uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Lorna Lux. I thought Lorna Lux was fantastic. In that song. She was, it was, it was thought, such a camp movie. It was so camp. I mean, was, the first was one was Ernest. It was Alan Carr. This one was just I mean, camp. It was yeah, it was produced yeah. by Alan Carr. I mean, I don't know what it is. They discovered Michelle in that film. Uh, the industry discovered Michelle, and she was just one of the most stunning creatures, you know, and committed right. enough to the role and interesting enough that she never looked back. She became Michelle Pfeiffer, the Michelle Pfeiffer icon that we now know. And, you know, and, but, but Lorna Luft was, I, I, Lorna Luft, Adrian Zamed, there were several actors in there that I, I wondered why they didn't, I mean, Adrian Zamed was on T.J. Hooker for quite, you know, some years. And so that, right. I think, gave him, you know, some, some cash because he, he had a series with uh, right. William Shatner that did pretty well and, and Heather Locklear for quite a few years. But I wondered why Lorna Luft didn't work more after that, after that film. Because I thought she was just absolutely fantastic as a comedian, and I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure how the, you know, I saw I saw a boy from Oz, with Hugh Jackman, um, which was the story of uh, Paul, not Paul Simon. I'm sorry, it's not Paul Simon. Is it Paul Simon? No, it's no, Australian. No, uh, uh, oh, um, gosh, now you put I know Peter Allen. Sorry, Peter Allen. Peter Allen. I'm sorry. Yes, another yeah. another P, another P name. Um, and I, it, it was, it, and you know, he married Liza Minnelli, and so it told a lot of the story of uh, uh, of, of Judy Garland, um, and and he sang this extraordinary song in there that just we we, I just remember if I start to um, if I start to to think about the performance that this man gave, and and when he sang about Judy Garland, and and he said, "Quiet, there's a lady on stage," and we just and we and we watched. Uh, this woman who was extraordinary, whose name I don't have in front of me, uh, playing Judy Garland, and we all stood, and it was the middle of the show. It wasn't the end of the show and the end of the first act or anything like that. It was the middle of the show, and we all stood in ovation, and you could just feel Judy Garland in the room for that moment, for that moment of, of homage to her. So I, I And I've read wow. two biographies on Judy Garland, but I never understood... Well, um, how the money got divvied up in that family between Liza and between Lorna. I know Lorna was the second daughter. Um, 
and it, it, it seemed as though Judy was always having monetary problems. Like she'd get off of the stage at Madison Square Garden and oh, every dime that she had just, you know, that she had just right. made performing. Like she was always, she was always behind and she was always behind. And that had a lot to do with the men that she chose. They used her a lot, um, except for, you know, the people like Vincent Minnelli. But in any case, you know, they used her connections. And so it was a very, it was a very difficult life, the one that, that Judy Garland led. And I've always wondered with Lorna Luft how she was affected by that financially, spiritually, emotionally, and what have you. But you're talking to a huge fan of Lorna Luft. I think she's fantastic. And I think she's been very underrated in the industry. I think she, she, she could have done a lot more. Right. What brought all this on? I don't know if you're able to hear it or not, but what's happening is um, they are making Renee. a new biopic on Judy. Yeah. yeah Renee. So. Renee's it's be, good. You might find out a little about that. Who knows? So Renee's good. Well, I mean, I've, like I say, I've read two biographies, and so I'm, I'm, I think it, I hope they tell the real story this time. You know, Andrea McCardle right. played uh, Judy Garland, and I know, uh, was it Judy Dench? No, it wasn't Judy Dench. It was uh, another actress played uh, Judy Garland, who's renowned uh, way later on. Andrea McCardle played her in the 80s, uh, and they made a biopic of, of a book called Rainbow. I read the book. But a lot of the biopic, you know, it, it didn't have because it was made for TV and whatever. I hope they're more honest, and I hope they tell the story of this woman and everything that she went through and how inordinately strong she always had to be. Renee's good. Renee's good. Renee's one of the best actresses mm-hmm. out there. I know she had some work done. You know, they criticize. I mean, they criticize. Um, who's this uh, actress who did uh, Dirty Dancing? Jennifer Grey. She got a nose job, and it just changed her entire face. And, you know, plastic it surgery did. is a gamble. It did. It changed everything. Her and, it, plastic I mean, surgery is a gamble. Sometimes it works. I know. <laughs> I saw it. I, I wasn't sure if she was – I wasn't sure if she was still – you know, if you, when you have something done with your face. I've, I've had a nose job, and I have some eye work done um, about 10 years ago. Um, so just some bags removed under my eyes that didn't need to be there that had to do with an allergy that I had had. So when you have this work done, um, you know, you, you are, you are, it does change your face temporarily before the change that you actually see. And it has to do with bloating and it has to do with, uh, you, you know, your face is swollen. And a lot of the times right. these actresses, like I've seen uh, Nicole Kidman on several occasions, I can clearly tell when she's just had Botox and she needed to have it two weeks earlier. Before the event, you know what I mean? She would have been fine. But right. it's just, I do not judge. I don't, I've had, I've had Botox. I've had Restylane. I've had hyaluronic acid. I've had all of it throughout my career as a Sunday Novena actress. And I am not ashamed to say it. And I'm not ashamed of any actress who feels that she has to do it. This is a very competitive industry. I completely understand it. But there are times when you have to do it. And it's on your downtimes when no one's going to see you. And I just think that maybe Renee went before the cameras before her face was ready. I don't know. I don't know what she looks. I hope she looks a little more like herself because, you know, I thought she was dang cute. I really did. And I would hope that she she knew that, you know, and that she didn't feel like she had to make those huge changes, but it's a crapshoot. You know, you go under the knife and you're not, you're not sure. And it could turn out to be something like, again, like Jennifer Gray said, it was just a nose job and it changed her entire face. So, but I'm happy right, that Renee right. Zellweger is going to do this project because she's she's an extraordinary actress. I know she's going to do an incredible job. And there I hope you go. More Judy stuff to collect. <laughs> yep. 
All right, we'll oh, put your uh, fiance back on. We're going to wrap it up here. We went five minutes over, but we had no show today. So what the heck? We can do that. Right. I like it. All right, my dear. Okay, take care. Dad. Have a great Bye. weekend. I will talk to you soon. Yeah. I I, I thought we could go over. <clears throat> so we could. Well, I just, we could. I'm letting her talk. I, no, I really want her to talk son. about. I wanted to talk about vaccines uh, and anti-vax, and I kind of didn't want to wait till Monday, but it can wait because um, I do, still need do to five do. Five more minutes, if you want. If you can do it in five minutes, I can do it in five minutes. Uh, there's a lot involved in this, um, and oh, we'll I actually, I, we'll I know a number of I know a number of people who are anti-vax, and then uh, I know a number of people that are, you know, pro-vaccinations. Um, and uh, such as the CDC, uh, Center for Disease Control, um, which has been around for a long time, and they actually have numbers of the amount of people that, you know, um, uh, the amount of uh, infectious diseases or uh, diseases, period, that we have um, uh, uh, gotten rid of or at least gotten them under control um, uh, to to a number in the population that that isn't you know making everybody else sick, um, right? And there's because of anti-vax right now, um, there are a number of diseases that are uh, rearing their ugly heads that have not reared their ugly heads in years, in in you know, nearly a hundred years because we maintain control over them by giving vaccinations. Um, right. uh, measles is on the rise. Mumps is on the rise. Uh, rubella is on the rise. Uh, they have, they actually, this year, they had 9,000 cases of whooping cough over the past 12 months. Not this year, because this year just started. Um, but over the past 12 months, they've had 9,000 cases of whooping cough. In the United States, wow. 9,000 cases. Dude, we haven't had whooping cough in or whooping cough or however the hell you pronounce it in, since 1940 when they gave the vaccinations to everyone. We have not had any cases. I mean, you know, a few here and there. We'll, absolutely. You know, humans travel internationally. They go to places that, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that are sick with all sorts of stuff. And, and, you know, whooping cough is one of those things. And so they come back. But you're, you're talking about under 1,000 people a year as opposed to 9,000 people? I, that's right. a little crazy. So we really – and measles is on the rise. They just had – they had to close down um, uh, Watchmon. They had to quarantine UCLA. And what was the other school? Um, in order USC. to – Yeah, USC. They had to they had to quarantine those schools because of a measles outbreak. So, you know, this is um, a little stupid. It's a little ludicrous. Um, we All right, well, know listeners, that, do your homework. I want the listeners to yeah, do your homework and call me on Monday. Give us a call CDC and talk has, and give us your opinion on it. The CDC has a whole bunch of public health. Just go to, like, publichealth.org and, and look up, you know, like, uh, vaccine myths debunked. That type of stuff. They did these these tests a while ago. I mean, some of this stuff is from the 1990s. They, you know, they've done right. these tests and and figured this out. Like, there is zero cases of autism being caused by vaccinations. 
autism is something that you're born with, and it's genetic, guys. That means one of your parents had autism, too. They just learned how to freaking function in this stupid-ass world. So, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, look at, look at all the myths. Look at all – there's a whole bunch of myths that, that the – not the majority, but the anti-vaxxers seem to believe. Um, there's a whole bunch of myths, and the CDC has debunked all of these myths. And we currently have a number of these things. Smallpox. Smallpox. What's it? Smallpox. Dude, that's from 150 years ago. What are you guys doing? So we don't need, you know, to have any of these diseases uh, popping up anymore. We've, we've literally got rid of all of them with vaccinations. There you go. Well, that's going to be our first topic Monday, everybody. So let us know. Whatever side you're on, give us a call. We'd like to hear your reasoning behind it. Three four seven ninety nine zero one two six. That's right. Monday, one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern. We'll be here for an hour to talk about it. Give us a call and let us know what side you stand on. Craig, thanks for standing but, on my soapbox all week. I appreciate it, buddy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I appreciate doing it. Um, everybody have a good Mother's Day, and uh, everybody, I haven't done, I haven't talked about the weather not once today, and I did that on purpose. Um, y'all just keep your heads up and pay attention to what's going on around you. Keep your alerts on your smartphones. You got tornadoes, you got snow, you got rain, got thunderstorms and lightning. So all this exciting shit, you know, just keep aware. There you go. And it's dipping down to forties in Northeast Ohio. I got to wear my blanket. There again. you go. Damn it. You're going to get some snow. All right. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Bye-bye. Peace.